Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're not a film buff, you might have missed a bit of the controversy surrounding the annual New Zealand International Film Festival. Uh, this week, the festival, which has been running in some form since 1969, announced it would be scaling back on the number of locations and cities where it would be screening films. It also follows the resignation of some key players behind the scenes of the festival and also the appointment of a new artistic director, uh, Paolo Bertolini. Um, so we thought... To help us get to the bottom of what's going on here, we'd better talk to RNC's resident film buff and the man behind at the movies, Simon Morris. I spoke to Simon earlier this evening and began we, we began by talking about just how important the New Zealand International Film Festival is to this country's cinema scene. Well, I say not just the cinema scene, actually, Emil. I mean, I think it's one of the longest-running um, arts events in this country and also one of the best-loved. I mean, you know, people quite like the idea of stopping what they're doing for a couple of weeks in the middle of the year and just going off and seeing some of the greatest movies around the world. But I think quite a lot of people who don't normally go to movies tend to go out on the, for those two or three weeks. And so how does it kind of... How does it work? Because obviously they put on a festival every year, they show international mm-hmm. films, but what is involved behind the scenes? How is it different from just picking movies out of a catalogue and saying, yeah, that looks good, let's show that? Well, it's not quite as, as straightforward as that, unfortunately. I mean, the fact is that that's kind of the thereby hangs a tail in a way, but I'll get to that in a minute. Right. How it works is that... Um, a number of people, particularly Sandra Reid, who's the um, the major um, e- explorer of festivals, goes to all of the major festivals in um, in Europe, and also I think I don't think she goes to America. I think a couple of other people go to that, but she goes to Berlin, she goes to Cannes, she goes to Venice, she goes to all of these places, and waits her way through all of these movies. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen her at work; it's just astonishing. But um, that's how it works. And then uh, having picked the ones that they want, usually the prize winners, the ones that get the best reviews, the best, the ones that look interesting, they're sent back to, back in the day it was Bill Gosden, who for years was the um, artistic director of the, of the festival. And they would work their way through it. Then they would get the rights to it. Then they would line it all up so that it all worked. It was a very complicated and tricky job. But because they were so good at it, it was, you know, that old thing about a swan. There's nothing going on except there's, <laughs> under the water yeah. there's all these feet furiously paddling. And I suppose that's an element of this, isn't it, is that you have to put in work to create an artistic festival of, of real high quality. You could just pick them all out of a pamphlet, but that doesn't mean that it's going to be any good. I think it's a, there's a trick to it, really. And the fact is that Bill was just a past master at it. I mean, the main thing that made our festival work, and it was incredibly well respected around the world, was that it had such a brilliant balance. Where the um, where the other major festivals, the European major festivals, they all um, 
have to be premieres. They all have to be first first screenings of these things, which means that you do get a pig and a poke in a lot of these places. You know, I mean, I've seen some films that were absolutely disastrous at Cannes because it, on paper it looked great, but when the time they played it, people were booing and sort of throwing rocks at it and things. Yeah, yeah. Bill had the luxury of being able to just play the best of the best, and that's how it worked. But since then, I mean, Bill sadly... Um, um, d- died about three years ago, but he'd he'd been a bit sick. He'd he'd, he'd sort of uh, handed it over to uh, the board to look after, and that's where it all started falling to pieces. The board had a, a huge stretch of bad luck. I mean, COVID for a kickoff. Mm. They picked a a, a new. Um, artistic director, a guy called Martin Roberts, who was fine but had not lived in New Zealand for decades and so didn't understand how the festival worked. It just, it, you know, he didn't really, he didn't work particularly. There was just a bunch of things going wrong and at the end, um, a, an organisation that had made a, a very sizable living suddenly found itself hopelessly in debt. It was a, a very bad two or three years. And so now let's talk about the past two or three weeks or perhaps the past two or three months that this right. has been um, sort of gurgling along. So wh- why is this festival in the news now? What has what has happened um, that has thrust it into the spotlight in, in perhaps a way that's undesirable to the NZIFF itself? Well, I don't know how many of these things are bad news, but they, these are the news. Uh, three things basically happened. First realizing that they were going to having problems um, being able to kind of keep going, they decided that they would cut back drastically. This is all part of a thing called a 10-year plan. Mm. And personally, I think that anybody these days who's putting a 10-year plan for anything is unbelievably optimistic. Mm. You know, everything can change. Then um, it became, um, it, it came out on the news that five senior programmers had resigned. Now, that seems like a a weird coincidence. And the way that it was being sold was very positive. You know, they they were being very nice about it all. But it was patently obvious after a while that they didn't want to go, that they didn't like the way that the the, um, festival was heading, and they were decided to cut their losses. Now, the people who left were Malcolm Turner, who was in charge of the animation section, which is a big deal in the festival, Nick Marshall, who's hugely respected uh, in the children's and family films uh, area. She's particularly, you know, very good at her job. Vicky Ho, who is new, but did a spectacular job doing the China and East Asian films last um, festival. They were some of the best films of the of that particular year. Ant Timpson, the amazing Ant Timpson, who has been responsible for the incredibly strange section of the festival, went to, and I think most critically, Sandra Reid, who's been there since, for about 30 years. Mm. She's always been Bill Gosden's uh, 2IC. She's the one, as I said before, who would go to all these festivals and put the hard yards in there and really... She was the secret weapon, I I thought, of the festival. So that was the second thing that happened. The third thing was announced yesterday, which is the announcement of a new um, director. And this is a chap called Paolo um, Bertolin, who Mm -hmm. I've not heard of, and frankly, not a lot of people seem to have heard of him either. And he's... 
He's being hailed as the white knight. He's the guy who's going to solve uh, solve all our problems. Right. So it's a bit of a it's a time of sort of extended upheaval where there is a big change in an important position and in, in perhaps um, having to build up a new identity or driving force behind the festival. There have been financial difficulties. There's been a clear out of, of programming people, some of whom mm-hmm. left reluctantly. Um, there's been a whole scale sort of upheaval and it's led to a bit of... Um, I don't quite know what the word is. The word is disaster. Right. <laughs> the, okay. I think that's the word you're groping for. I mean, it frankly looks appalling. And and uh, I'm looking at this thing and thinking that everyone is being really nice about it because they're so keen on it working. But the fact is that you getting in a new director three or four months before the upcoming festival, I mean, in theory, you should be up and running by around about the end of February. I mean, the festival's coming out in July, and I can't see how on earth they're going to be able to do it, Mm. and nor can they. So they've come up with a new plan, which is a a drastically cut-back festival. It is only playing in the four main centres, which is bad luck for all the other cities who've Mm. been supporting the film festival for so long. So it's only going to be playing in Wellington, Auckland, uh, Christchurch, and Dunedin. And I'm looking at those... Um, the places that they're going to be playing in. And there seem to be far fewer venues involved. So I'm guessing that it's going to be a a much smaller festival. So in the end, there's a bunch of questions that have to be asked of um, Catherine Fitzgerald, who's the chair of the board of of the festival. And I'm going to be talking to her this weekend, and, and you'll hear the end results of it on Culture 101. I mean, there's a bunch of questions to ask, and I think they can be best summed up with those three essential letters, WTF. I have... Who knows what's going on? And I'd love to find out. (laughs) <laughs> Simon, just just finally on this, um, I mean, if I sort of cast my mind back six or seven years, mm. there are plenty of artistic organisations in New Zealand that have had some weird, uh, opaque complaints swirling around them. You know, New Zealand Ballet had some a few years back, New sure. Zealand Opera. And I guess a sceptical a skeptical person might say, ah, you know, artistic temperance, big egos, creative decisions, very personal creative decisions around taste and good versus bad. There is bound to be friction, and particularly if you're trying to shake things up. Is there an element of that here, do you think? I don't think so. I think that, I mean, I do understand that, and I do take that on board, and you're quite right that in the artistic area, quite often because they're all dealing with not quite enough money Mm -hmm. at the best of times, you know, so it means that, you know, tempers do get a bit frayed. But this thing here seems to be a big... A successful machine that is now no longer a big successful machine. It's 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 a very uh, nervous and unsuccessful machine. I know that um, you know people are going to say, well, COVID and the cost of living crisis and a lot of other things that mm. are completely out of everybody's hands. But it shouldn't have got to this. And I feel that the the impression I get, though I'm not sure quite until I've spoken to Catherine, is that there seems to be some sort of um, dispute about how much consultation was taken between uh, the people who are if you like, l- overlooking the governorship of the of the organisation and people who who were actually doing it, you know, mm. that's that big, you know, big um, discussion between uh, governance, I suppose, and hands on the hands on staff. Yeah, interesting stuff. Simon Morris, um, enjoy your interview, and uh, we'll listen out for it on Sunday. Thanks I'm looking for your time. forward to it. Absolutely. That was Simon Morris there. 
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.